Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. The score celebrates 30 years. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. We are Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's voice of the fan for 30 years. In Odyssey Station. The score! Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back into Score Overnight. I'm Mark Rohde on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The Score. Glad you're with us. Text lines, phone lines open for your contributions at 312-644-6767. Is this true? I've, I've heard like a there's been a consistent flow of text messages throughout the overnight telling me that Harrison Ford is going to star in the next season of Ted Lasso in season three. And I had not heard that. I have, I'm one of those people who has not seen Ted Lasso and yes, I will see it. I've been told that I would very much like Ted Lasso, but I, I guess I should believe that Harrison Ford is going to be starring in Ted Lasso. So that is something to look forward to. Fantastic. Yeah. I, um, I guess yeah, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, he is being added to the uh, Apple TV series. So that's, how about that? That's a I, w- I mean, of all the people, that's a I wouldn't have tabbed Harrison Ford for it, but I mean, go for it, man. I not like I'm upset about it. I just uh, did not. Uh, well, I saw, I've watched both seasons, and I did not say, you know, what we need Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Han Solo to come here and help coach the soccer team. Chewy, where is he? <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Yeah. Hey, kid. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Hey, anything to revive the career of Harrison Ford is always good for yeah. me. You know, and I haven't done much Harrison Ford lately. I mean, I guess but... anything that gets him out of a plane, right? That seems yeah. to be his big issue yeah. right now. <laughs> Planes and just being frustrated he is he people anger him in every movie he's like the old incredible hulk or any hulk show you piss like at some point in time everybody wants to piss the guy off same thing with you know david banner and the hulk and you know that's the last guy you want to make angry the guy over there he turns into a big green machine don't make him the, oh now somebody's pissing him off and he's taking his shirt off same thing with harrison ford he's the president this is not that you want to hijack this plane that's fine but that's not the guy ah, you pissed him off and now you're probably going to die that's all of his movies frantic he is harrison ford is frantic and i do believe he was in a movie called frantic one more text before we get this is just the undercard to the big baseball picks here hi mark thank you for doing overnights love listening to you and your harrison ford impression okay um sean and mark i must know more about the grobber cars for kids parody (laughs) dave and collinsville i think we've made it very clear or maybe we didn't but i will make it very clear it sounds like it was one of those grobber things that is not for air. Am I correct on that, Sean? Yeah, yeah, that was something he uh, he would double-check to make sure. He would ask me twice. Now, my mic's not on, right? Uh, that's uh, <laughs> for a good reason. It was not radio safe. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, let's get to it. It is time to, speaking of Les Grobstein, this was always a tradition on score overnights with him where he would make his picks before the season starts and the Cubs open up tomorrow. So without further ado, let's do our 2022 picks so people know or remember are refreshed on it. The playoff format will include 12 teams this year, up from two from the 10 that it had been. In the, the dozen team format, there will be six playoff teams per league, three division winners and the three wild cards 
and they will have their seedings as well. I don't think I need to go through all of that, the best record, second best record, all that kind of crap, because we're not going to get that in depth. But we are going to go division by division, and I'm just going to go in the order that I have this up here that I put them down when I was going through this for a couple hours earlier today. So we're going to start with the American League, Sean, and we're going to do the American League East. I will do mine first for this one, and then we'll just kind of rotate. Like, I'll let you do the Central first. Cool. But we'll each do our division picks, and we'll see how close we come and if there's any debate that needs to be had. Uh, In the American League East, kind of talked, kind of gave this away earlier, but I do think the Tampa Bay Rays win the AL East as as they usually do, they overperform. They won 102 games last year. I think that the Rays win the AL East. They will be followed by the up-and-coming, always up-and-coming Toronto Blue Jays and all of the goodness that they have, and then they went and added Matt Chapman this year. So I got the Blue Jays in second. I have the Boston Red Sox in third. They were in the ALCS last year. My God, this division. And then my, somebody's got to be in fourth place. I got the Yankees in fourth. And then the easy, easy pick for for last place in the AL East is the Baltimore Orioles. Okay, what you got, Sean? I like all that. I uh, I I would flip the Jays and, and Rays. I okay, think the, I think the Jays are going to win that division. I think okay. Robbie Ray, some of the additions they made are solid. Um, I think some of the young guys are going to take some steps. I think they also got Matt Chapman from the A's too. I yeah. forgot that even happened. So yeah. They're uh they're they're a really good team. The AL East is really good division though. So I would say Blue Jays, Rays. I'm gonna put the Yankees ahead of the Red Sox. Um, I think they have a similar record though. I think those two teams will fight for a wild card spot, and then okay. the Orioles kind of round things out. They'll probably okay. They they will win more than sixty games this year. I will say that. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. So the, our biggest disagreement is at the top, where I have the Rays and you have the Jays, but I do have the Jays second. Um, so we will uh, we will leave it at that for the the American League East, which obviously is a, an incredible division, save for the Baltimore Orioles. All right, buddy, let's do you do the American League Central first. Sure. Uh, well, I've got the White Sox taking this division. Uh, I think that's pretty pretty clear here. Uh, the next three teams are pretty close in there. I've got the Royals second in the division, Tigers third, and then the Twins and Guardians rounding things out. I think the Guardians going to be the worst team. In this division, probably be the worst team in baseball. Um, Interesting. Wait, give me your give it give me your um, division again. So I I've got I've got White, White Sox. Sox, Royals, Tigers, Twins, Guardians. Okay, okay. This is a weird division because you can right. almost have any order and it would come out all right. It sounds like you are way down on the Guardians, though. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. The White Sox. I mean, it's easy to pick the White Sox to win this division. It'd be a oh, huge yeah. disappointment if they didn't. The 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 Tigers. I have second. I think that they are. They started trying again last year. They did add Javier Baez. I thought that was, you know, not necessarily that, a game the changer. The trade for Austin Meadows is a big deal. That that yep. could change things for me a little yep. bit. But yep, yeah. I mean, you could just see. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but sometimes you go to a very simple level of you could tell an organization is trying again, and the Tigers are trying again. So I've got the Tigers in second. I did put the Twins in third place um, with the additions of Correa and old Sonny Gray. But the real question is, when does Byron Buxton get hurt? When does he get injured? When is he out for 75 games? So that's always the question. Yeah. The Twins. God, I love Byron Buxton so I much, I do, too. too. I He's do, such too. such a fun player, cool guy. Yes. Seems like a really down-to-earth dude. I want that dude to be healthy so he can go do awesome things on the baseball Amen. field. I'm totally with you. Uh, we'll disagree a little bit on them Guardians. I do have them in fourth in the Central, and I have the Royals in the basement, although that's, it is a little it's a little bit dangerous on my part just because of some of the young talent that does exist on the Royals, and you right. never know if that's ready to come out of the oven yet. You know, I'm, and it might be. I'm high on Bobby Witt Jr. That's why, okay. that's why I put them up there. I All right. Him alone, and then uh, Zach Greinke. Returning to uh, that's right. I forgot back. about that. Yeah, at like thirty-seven years old, he's that's coming right. back to the team he's drafted. So full circle to the Royals. That's right. right. Good call by you. The and the thing about the Cleveland Guardians too is, and we I talked about this yesterday a little bit. Like they're like you might not know who their starters are or the young guys, but they always seem to perform when they are brought up. So that's why I didn't put them in last place. But they are definitely on the plummet. That is that is for sure. I don't feel I don't feel the fear factor that I felt with the Indians in association with the White Sox like the past. So definitely, um, yeah. So there we go. We got two of the American League divisions down: the AL East and the AL Central. I will tackle 
the American League West first. And I think it's Houston. I think it's Houston winning the division. I <laughs> The Angels, I'm going to put in second place because like a team that has Shohei Otani and Mike Trout might be good. It's just stupid. They aren't they haven't been good. Like how I has know. this team got so much talent and I know. not good? Exactly. And that but they they should always be a threat to be good. And so I'm going to put them in second place. This is kind of a tough division. I'm going to say the Rangers make a jump into third place this year. I'm taking a risk there with a 102 lost team from last year. But so I'm going to go Tex in third place. I'm going to go should I trust the Oakland A's to actually not be good this year and be in fourth place? I am. <laughs> they lost Chapman. They lost Olsen. But they also have that thing where the next Chapman and Olsen are always coming. So Oakland, fourth, Mariners, and fifth. Okay, I'm I'm pretty much there with you. The only change I would make is I, I put the Mariners at the athletics. I think they might actually be bad this year. Um, okay. But that's a team. This is, a, you said, the w- weird division. This is one of the probably, like, most, like, up in the air divisions outside of the Astros because they the, could all be 500, yeah. except for Houston. You know what I mean? Like you could have Houston t- 20 games over 500, and then every team in the division like 500. Oh, easily. Yeah, I, I think the Angels are probably that team that edges up. The Rangers added more. You know, obviously they they got up. Uh, was it Corey Seager? Their shortstop now for yes, the Dodgers. Yes, that's right. They that's right. Him. Mariners mm-hmm. have their top prospect, Julio Rodriguez, is going to play uh, center field for them, which is crazy because he's a shortstop prospect, but. There's talent there, too. I, I think the Mariners probably end up like 10, 12 games under 500, but um, they'll be a fun team to watch. But I'd say the Angels are the, the most likely team to make a wild card run for this division. Okay. I I kind of root for the Angels. I do because they're a cool team, and yeah. I like Joe Madden. So. I love Shohei Otani. I mean, who doesn't like Mike Trout? You know, he's Suzuki's favorite player, so obviously we gotta got to show him some oh. love. Absolutely, absolutely. So, okay, there, there's the AL West down. We are done with the American League, ladies and gentlemen. Doing our baseball picks here at Score Overnight, Mark Grody and Sean Sears. Sears, by the way, will be the executive producer of Hit and Run this year. So the man knows his baseball. He and Spiegel will perform that show starting this Sunday, as a matter of fact, right? Nine that's, to noon? That's correct, yep, this Sunday. And you booked Brennan Davis, I heard. <laughs> I, I did, yes. That's awesome, man. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, let's do the, the National League, and uh, let's see, who's who's first? You're first. You're first. Sure. National League East. National East. League East. Sure. Yep. So my uh, I've got the Braves winning this division. Um, okay. I think this division is going to come down to who wins 90 games. Um, I think the okay. Mets are right there. Phillies, really impressive offense. I'm not sold on their pitching. Um, so you got the Mets in second, to be clear. Mets yep, second, Phillies exactly. third. Okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Braves, Mets, Phillies, first, second, third. Then I've got the Nationals edging out the Marlins for fourth and fifth. So okay. Braves, okay. Mets, Phillies, Nationals, Marlins. couple differences here. I yeah, I do have the Braves winning the defending World Series champions. I think they'll, they'll at least win the division. I'm not picking them to repeat. Um, the Phillies... I think we'll be in second place. And it's very possible that I'm just being seduced to the Phillies because of the cool lineup that they're putting together. It's with a really Schwarber. fun lineup. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I'm just, I am a fan. Schwarber, Castellanos, Harper, Real, Muto, Reese Hoskins. And then you got a couple, like, your top two pitchers are really good, and then you have a problem beyond that probably with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. And I couldn't even name their other starters, quite frankly. So I think that that could be, you know, their downfall. But for now... I'm going to stay strong with that pick. I've got the Mets in third. The DeGrom shoulder injury scares me. He just scares me in general. And then I flip-flop the the bottom two Marlins and Nationals, but that's not something to be debated. (laughs) I mean, it's just they're both bad, in other words. Exactly, yeah. Pick your choose out of those two. So there's the NL East. Interesting. Um, Let us go to the National League Central. That would be me. And... All right, I'm picking the Cardinals to win the National League Central. They, boom. I know. They had a 17-game winning streak at the end of last year, and that team is back. And, you know, Goldschmidt and Arenado, who have underperformed, but you can't expect that to keep happening. They're there. I do I do like Bader. I really do. Um, Harrison. Jack Flaherty. Steven Matz is on the team this year, and he's always there. Adam Wainwright, still on the cards. So, not that he's a reason why they're going to win, but it's just amazing he's still there. So I got the Cardinals winning the division. 
I've got the Milwaukee Brewers second because of Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, as we talked about earlier, and Josh Hader. Um, it, their offense has just been bad lately, and maybe Christian Yelich gets it back on, and you know Willie Domas was terrific. So I do like Milwaukee to come in second place. Cubs are in third. I have the Cubs in third place. Just not enough pitching right now for me to say. I don't know how seriously the Cubs are taking themselves this year, but I will put them in third place. This is not bottom dropout bad. So they're in third. The Pirates are bottom dropout bad. They're in fourth place. And I'm going to put the Reds in fifth. I think that pound for pound, the Reds are better than the Pirates. But the Reds are doing the thing where when they let Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez go, I was like, that's pretty – and Sonny Gray's gone, long gone. Uh, it just was some – like teams like that, and especially when they have veterans on it still like Joey Votto, like what are they going to care? Like when their ownership is saying that we're rebuilding – like, it's just, it just sounds like they're just not – I mean, especially a team that was building it up for a while, and it looked like, oh, they're they're putting something together when they had Castellanos, and, like, this is a team to be reckoned with in the during the pandemic year. And then, then they're, they're taking it apart as quickly as they put it together. Right. So something about the Reds stinks to me, and I'm going to put them in last place. They're just a team that, like, kudos for them for going for it, but they just picked the absolute worst time to go for it. Like, they went all in on Nick Castellanos literally right yep. before the pandemic. They, they they acquired Sonny Gray the year before that. They really started adding some talent, and then, you know, the – they went through the shortened season, had like multiple times where they like lost like something like nearly 10 games and then went on like a 15 game winning streak to get back into the postseason. They're yeah. a weird team. But yeah, I, uh, I've got the Cardinals winning this division. I think the Brewers are going to be right behind them in second place. Cubs will probably be in third place. And then I think there might be not a steep drop off, but probably about a 10 game difference between the Reds and the Pirates. Um, I think the Pirates might be the worst team in baseball. Uh, the okay. Guardians are going to be <laughs> okay. there. Pirates, oh man, they just they, they've got talent in their in their farm system a little bit. Key Brian Hayes is their third baseman. I think he's a potential MVP type player. I love him. Love yeah. him. Yeah. Super fun. A lot of a lot of fun guys to watch on this team, but they, they have no pitchers. Uh the, who knows who the hell is gonna be in their bullpen. And then like beyond Key Brian Hayes, not a ton of talent. But I think uh the one team you look at and you you wonder what's gonna happen is the Cubs. You know, they they could win seventy five games, they could win maybe eighty something this year. Um I think it all kind of depends on what they do at the deadline. You know, is Wilson Contreras getting traded? Are they moving starters? Hmm. You know, that's that's kind of kind of decide. Obviously, what's going to happen. But well, I will say this: like this is their to me. This is last call for the Cubs to do something like that. Like if they don't want to make this whole year about you know rebuilding it back up, that this is it. Like they're not Cubs fans would are not going to. They're going to. I think they'll be okay with it this year. I mean, no Cubs fan wants to lose, but I think that they would accept right. it. Well, this but, roster's just, like, in such a weird, like, halfway in, halfway out spot. Like, you just don't know. Like, you've got, like, six outfielders who could all be your starters. Like, none of them fantastic, but, right. like, you've got, like, six options at every position. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I think the only guy who's locked in is, say, a Suzuki in right field. But right. then you're right. You have Hayward and Happ and Ortega and Hermosillo and your guy, Clint Frazier. So... Yeah, it is. It is loaded with guys. It's just a matter of if you actually right. have any like actual productive players. One thing I will so. say about the Cardinals, they might have the best defensive outfield in baseball with uh, Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, oh and Dylan Carson. Like those all, guys, all, bad. All Cubs killers too, by the way. Oh god, yeah. And then Tommy Edmond, like the like if Ryan Terrio was actually good, is what oh. Tommy Edmond could be sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. Um, okay, so we did some good time there on the National League Central. We both, but pretty similar lineup right there. We both have the Cardinals and Brewers owning the division, the Cubs in third place. So, and then just whatever with the Pirates and the Reds, yeah. right? I mean, that's the way they're treating them. Kind of just like, hey, thanks for playing, guys. Yeah, you know, the poor if you don't have respect treatment. for you're right, you don't have respect for yourself. How do you expect me to respect you? You know. <laughs> exactly. um, all right, you get you get the first shot at the the mighty American League West. All right, well, no surprise here. I think I'm going to take the Dodgers. Uh, they're they're probably the best team in baseball. It's a good move. Yeah, I think they might win 100 games this year. We'll see. Staying healthy was key, but um, behind them, I've got the Giants. I think they're going to take a big step. I think Jack Peterson's going to be 
pretty impressive in uh, San Francisco. I think that ballpark fits him well with his pole. Um, but they've got really, they've got one hell of a rotation too. So we'll have to oh see that. Yeah, Carlos Rodon is just the cherry on top. Like people don't know how. I don't, I don't think people realize how good like Kevin Gossman was last year. Ooh, yeah. Is uh, is he still there? I thought he was gone. Gossman? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's there. No, it's okay. I know they got Cobb and Alex Wood. And Di Sclafani. I thought, why did I think? Because this is that. Maybe I'm. You're right. Totally no, Gossman's, Gossman's on the Blue Jays. That's why I picked okay. him second. Yeah. He was okay. there last year. But yeah, right. no, like you said, Alex Wood's there. Uh, yeah. Carlo, no, it's uh, a great stat. No, you, you are right. absolutely spot on. That's a World Series pitching staff. They've got talent there. So that's, that's good to see. But um, beyond them, like. Padres, I think, will be right there in third. I think they'll com- compete for a wild card spot. All depends on what they do with the rotation. But then the Rockies and Diamondbacks, like, just two teams I have no idea what the hell they're doing. Like, what the hell are the Rockies doing? Like, you you sign Arenado to an extension with a no-trade clause, then you trade him to the Cardinals the next year, and then you trade. You don't sign Trevor Story, but you sign Chris Bryant <laughs> and give him a yes. no-trade clause, too? Right. Like, what are you doing? I that team is so like incompetently stupid and their ownership Perplexing. group it's like you know you want to make tom ricketts look good like go talk to the rockies ownership for five minutes like jesus yeah what are they doing what are they doing all right well we don't have to deal with that um okay no, did you luckily. finish your picks did i did you yeah all? so i've did got all in? i've got dodgers giants padres uh rockies and diamondbacks okay all right yeah I, i'm Right there with you on the AL West with the Dodgers and, you know, with God, they they added Freddie Freeman and just for the hell of it, Craig Kimbrell. So, you know, and with Betts and Bellinger and Turner and the pitchers with Kershaw God. and Rias and, 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 and Bueller. Just in itself, like enough to think like this oh. could win the division. Like it's stupid. You, you, you lose, you lose Kenley Jansen, but you replace him with Craig Kimbrell. And you right. also had Blake Trennan and Bristar Gratterall. Like it, Screw you guys! Like, come on, man! And they're gonna <laughs> and they're gonna add someone at the deadline, where it's just like ridiculous, like they did last year, and get Trey Turner and you know Scherzer oh, at the deadline. Absolutely, just they don't have weaknesses. And if somebody is like a weak link by no. the like you said by the All Star break, we'll take care of that. It's just so it's like, like an MLB the Show team. It's insane. They're like the. Did you ever see the original Jurassic Park? Yes. And John Hammond is showing the park, and he's like, he keeps on saying, "Spad no expenses. Spad no expenses." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They spare no expenses. Yeah, the, LA Dodgers. the Dodgers are the the golden embryo of baseball. They, <laughs> that's right. They are the the Yankees. The what the '90s Yankees were. This is what the Dodgers are now. Like where expense is just not an issue. Sorry, I couldn't keep that Jurassic Park thing going. I probably could have. I just decided to go in a different direction. But anyway, the Dodgers. Yes, they are my pick, and I just rattled off some of the reasons. I am with you, San Francisco. In second place, and for similar reasons, with Rodon being added to Alex Cobb and Alex Wood and Anthony DiScalfani. Um, you know, weird. It's going to be weird to see that team without Buster Posey. Feels like he's always been there and always would, but he retired. But, you know, he's still got some big time veterans like Brandon Crawford, who I love, and Brandon Belt still there. So they're good. Um, the Padres were the team that was, was that did all the building up last year and took our U Darvish from us and looked like they were just going to, with Tatis, and they were just going to take off and blast off. So they've, I've lost a little bit of – and they didn't even make the playoffs. They, they have lost some trust in my world. They're still very good with Clevenger, and they, they did get Manaya. They got Manaya, Musgrove, and Darvish still there, Snell. I mean, there's a hell of a rotation, too. But until further notice, they're they're being put in their room until they can show that they could at least make the postseason. Um, and then I'm with you with the last two. Who cares? Arizona and the Rockies. Rockies and Arizona. Neither team is going to be worth it. But for the record, I had Arizona fourth and the Rockies fifth. Um, I like that. Okay, so that's it, right? That's it for standings, Ed. Do you want to yeah. do, uh, do no, 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 MVP and stuff? Oh, absolutely. No, no, we're going to move on here. I'm just saying for the divisions. Let's do... Tell me who your playoff teams are. Do you, did you do your playoff teams? I want to make sure that we're both on the same page. I did playoff teams from each league, the six teams, and I have a World Series winner. Did, were you able to do both of those? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will, I will do my National League teams and my World Series representative. So get ready. Here we go. In the National League, you know who my division winners are. Uh, Braves. Cardinals, Dodgers, 
Also joining them in the postseason this year, San Francisco, the Phillies, and the team that I just punished, the San Diego Padres, will join that crew. And to come out of the National League will be, hmm, let's see here. Oh, here it is. I had my little program kind of blipped on me. Coming out of the National League uh, should be no surprise. I'm not trying to get cute here. It will be the Los Angeles Dodgers. So there you go. What you got? Okay, so I've got I've got Dodgers, Cardinals, uh, Braves as division winners. I've got the Mets, the Giants, and I have I went back and forth between Philly and and Milwaukee. I'm probably going to lean towards the Phillies. I think they'll yeah. probably get in. So that's my team. If I had to pick a team to come out of the NL yeah. right now, I'd probably say Dodgers. But if there's a team I'm looking at now that I, I think could surprise some people, it's the Giants and, and the Cardinals, as much as I hate the Cardinals. But yeah, I think you're the Giants, right about I, the, I like where you're going with San Fran. I really do. Yeah, I think the Giants have the rotation, like you said, that's built for the postseason. They've got a really good bullpen. And they've got, they've got bats in the lineup that I think – could could impress and do more because they, they, they had a lot better offense than I expected them to uh, this last year. Losing Buster Posey's uh, tough. You know, that's going to be a, a difference maker there in terms of just having his presence there. But um, there's some there's some talented bats in, in uh, San Francisco. So I, I they're a team that I look at and see, like, I could see in July if they added another, if they made a move like they did last year, like a Chris Bryant-type deal, they could, they could make a run. Right, and they were the surprise dominant team last year in that division for sure. So there's no reason that like that's that's a good pick. Um, I in the American League, I got you know I got the Rays, White Sox, and Astros as division winners. Then I will add to the postseason the Toronto Blue Jays, the Boston Red Sox, and the New York Yankees all get to be in my playoff scenario. And Coming out of the the National League, or excuse me, the American League, you ready for this? The Toronto Blue Jays. I have, in the World Series, the Dodgers beating the Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh, I like that. That's a that's a really nice pick. I, I like the Blue Jays a lot. Um, if I so my my picks would be uh, the obviously the Rays, White Sox, Astros coming out of their divisions. I've got um, Toronto. As a wild card, I think uh, I, I want to pick the Angels really badly, but I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be the Yankees um, coming out of there. And then um, if I had to pick who's going to, I I actually I think it's the White Sox. As crazy as that is to say, nice. Right? I, nice. Uh, I I think I'm picking the White Sox to come out of there. So I, if I right. my my pick for the World Series would be White Sox and Giants. Okay, and then do you have a winner? White Sox and Giants? I'd say, I'd say Giants win that game or win okay. that series. All right. No, that's good, though. That That's White Sox going to the World Series. There is no issue with that whatsoever. Do you have an MVP that you would like to share with the class? Say a Suzuki. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think this is a year that Mike Trout gets it back. I, uh, I think he's going to be – I think he'll be the MVP once again. I think uh, we'll, see, we'll be reminded as long as he stays healthy – um, cause the last couple of seasons, he's been incredible. He just hasn't been hundred percent. Um, if he stays healthy, I think Evan's going to remember, oh yeah, that's right. This guy is the best player in baseball. So that's my pick. Okay. So there's, that's your American league pick. I will go in the American league. I'm going to say sticking with my little blue Jays theme here. I think it's Vlad Guerrero's year. I think Vladimir Guerrero mm. is the American I like league that MVP. Pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then that's, I, so yeah, more put, felt this year too. He's lost a little it, weight. Okay. Didn't he lose a little bit of weight towards the end of last year, too? He did. Or something? Yeah. yeah ever, ever made a big deal about it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was puffy, though. He was puffy. It's a big um, Yeah. And then my National League, and then I'll let you do your National League. My National League MVP, this is uh, – I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers. I think Freddie, in that lineup, and, you know, he, he's he's got – I think he's a little bit – you know, hurt or angered by the way the, the communication went down or the lack thereof in Atlanta. I think Freddie Freeman is going to be the MVP of the National League of the Dodgers. Okay. I like that. I like that pick. That's really good. I think he's going to do, he's going to do awesome things in that lineup. Oh my um, God. Yeah. I went back and forth on this. I wanted to pick kind of like a, you know, out there sort of pick, but I decided to go with Mookie Betts. Um, no, that's <laughs> that's good Dodgers. too, man. That is, I, think, I uh, thought about him. I thought about him. Yeah. I think, I think he's just gonna, 
the things he's going to be able to do in that lineup now that he's got a ton of protection all around him, he's going to get on base a ton. He's going to score. He's going to play good defense. And uh, he's probably going to hit something like 30-plus home runs. So I, I think we'll sit down at the end of the season and be like, man, how did Mookie Betts do all this? He's got the best talent he's ever had around him. So I, I think he's going to – I think he'll stand out in that roster instead of getting buried. Nice. All right. Um, last thing that we have to do, and I honestly really haven't put much into this. I just sort of forgot about Cy Young. I don't know why, but I'll make a pick. Um, in the American League Cy Young Award, I am going to give it to hmm, – you know what I'm going to do? This is going to be tough because I don't think his team's going to win, but I think it's going to be a Shane Bieber year. Ooh, okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Could, yeah. I could see that happening. Uh, yeah. Cy Young for the American League – Hmm. This is a this is a tough one too. I I'm gonna probably say either Robbie Ray or now that I've, that Kevin Gossman is apparently a Blue Jay. Um, <laughs> it's I, hard. That's another exercise we're gonna have to do is figure out where everybody is. Right. It always takes a couple of weeks to like. Well, oh, like, that's everything right. Happened he's there so now. quickly too as well. Right. Or, or didn't happen for so long too. But right. It's like we were talking about earlier. Exactly. But yeah, that's my, I, I would probably if I had to lean towards someone. Uh, Robbie Ray's my guy for the Yale. Okay. Um, in the I'm buying myself some time, in the National League, uh, it was what Corbin Burns last year. Yeah, yeah, right. Corbin Burns. I, it was, it was, mm-hmm. I was figuring it was a Woodruff or Burns, and it was one of those Milwaukee Brewers. Ooh, who should I go with this year? Um, I am going to say that the Cy Young in the National League. God, man, the Dodgers are going to be so good. Walker Bueller. I like that. I want uh, I want Max Scherzer with the okay. Phillies or with the Mets. Mets, um, yeah, that's another one. I think with Degrom being out and Scherzer just being Max Scherzer, the dude's throwing like seven innings in his first start in spring training. I uh, I think that guy's been amped up to play since he's been a big part of the labor discussions. Um, I'm excited to see what he does playing some ball this year. But that's uh, that's my pick. I think Scherzer's gonna help the Mets shove for a little bit. You know who who does pop up on a lot of people's lists and Vegas odds is Lucas Giolito. So Giolito's not. I mean, that's a guy I considered seriously, just because yeah. I mean he wins twenty games or something close to it, has a decent ERA. The White Sox are good. He's going to get votes no matter what. Yeah. Yep. So we'll. See. I mean, we know that he is prone to some inconsistency. Um. You know, year to year, but. I, I think that that's a pretty safe pick. Even Carlos Rodon shows up on the, like these lists. And who, I mean, God, I mean, he was third last year, so that's not crazy either, assuming that Carlos Rodon stays healthy. So there you have it. That felt good, man. Doing our baseball picks here on Score Overnight with the Cubs opening here on the score tomorrow at 120 against the Milwaukee Brewers. The White Sox start in Detroit on Friday, so it was now or never to get those baseball picks in, and we did. We are late for a break, though, and that is my fault, and we will take it right now on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. The 1-2 to Hermosillo, swung on and belted to deep left field, way out of here. Ron Coomer, you said it was a good matchup, and Michael Hermosillo agreed. A three-run homer for Hermosillo here on the top of the first. Three-nothing Cubs. Yeah, Hermosillo ramping it up on Cubs opening day eve on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. It's score overnight. I'm Mark Rohde. It's up. 312-644-6767. Hope you are well. Hope the rain is tampered down. I know we had some overnight rain at least those were the reports we were getting from the suburbs and from the city so i hope all is well on the roads in chicago and chicago land as well the cubs did win or no excuse me they lost to the rangers yesterday 11 to 5 you did have a couple of bombs by the cubs the michael armacio homer three-run blast is called by matt spiegel right here on the score and then uh, jordan nawagu with a two-run homer as well for the Chicago Cubs. The problem was, the problem was that they had like five errors in the game yesterday. And when I turned it, I was listening to Speaks as I was doing stuff about the city and wandering aimlessly like I do. And so I'd, I'd listen to a bunch of Speaks and I get home, I flip on the marquee network. And one thing that they've been doing, if you've been paying attention at all to the spring training games, is like, and I, I can't remember who it was, but there was another game. I turned it on. I'm like, 
I'm not recognizing these announcers. And I just thought, okay, well, maybe they're using their minor league announcers or maybe there's a guest announcer. And then I, the more I listen, I realize, oh, this is the other team's announcers that are doing these games. And so that was what was going on on Marquee today. It was actually Texas television that took over Marquee. So everything was from their point of view. And the first thing that I saw when I turned on my television before the seventh inning, what's left of my television, and there there it was, an entire montage from Texas television on the Marquee Cubs network of all five of the Cubs errors. And they were having a jolly old time of it. And then guess what happened? Two things happened. Texas then made an error. And then Jordan and Wagu hit a home run for the Cubs. And the announcers even were like, ah, I guess we jinxed ourselves. Ah, I guess we should have been making fun of the Cubs. Yeah, we made fun of the Cubs. And now look what happened here. Oh, there's another shot. So very interesting the way they have been doing that this year. But I think I'm on to them. I, I figured it out. But, uh, yes, the Cubs finished the preseason. I think I'll make sure this is right. 11-7 and seven is where they ended up. And I hadn't, honest to God, had not looked at the Cubs spring training record until earlier tonight before we came on the air just because I knew it was their last game. Like, how did they do? 11-7, and seven. okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. Well, Seinfeld there. Um, but it, it means absolutely nothing. We know that, and that, that has been proven and proven through the years. Let's keep the baseball talk hot here right now because earlier yesterday, John Heyman was on the score with Mullen Haw, who will be on from 5 to 9 this morning. And I wanted to get a little hearing because I was in – Sleepland when he came on. So I want to hear what John Heyman had to say about the Cubs and the Sox and Major League Baseball getting ready to open. So here it is. John Heyman, insider for Odyssey Sports and MLB Network. Chicago is watching carefully, no question about it. Co-host of the Big Time Baseball Podcast. Crazy free agency. You're right, it was really a lot of fun, I think, for all the fans. Maybe not as much fun for me and Ken Rosenthal and Joel Sherman and Jeff Passan. <laughs> Curb your enthusiasm, enthusiast. You hate people. Well, I hate people individually, but I love mankind. John Heyman with Mully and Haw. I like the White Sox. You never know with the Cubs. On 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Joining the show is Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And John, of course, joins us. On the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. John, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. You know, we're worried about uh, our teams. It's just there's <laughs> there's like a little bit of a kind of pitching concern because uh, the White Sox are, well, they're down Lance Lynn, and he was a big part of it. And, uh, you know, he'll be back, so that's good. They just have to. They have to find their pitching Yerminator. Just get someone for the first yeah. month of the season that can carry him. What do you think? Yeah, how is Yerminator? I don't know. We haven't heard from him lately. Um, you know, yeah, uh, you know, I think every team, I think, except maybe the Brewers and the Padres, has a pitching question in the rotation. Uh, you know, the White Sox aren't alone there. And you're right, Lynn will be back. I do think Cueto does help. You know, he doesn't have to throw 95 anymore to succeed. Um, you know, I still think he's pretty good. He had a 100 ERA plus last year, which is league average. And uh, so it's a low risk move. I think very worthwhile. I know he turned down a bunch of, uh, of the crummier teams and wanted to play for a contender. And now he is, I think we all believe the white Sox are a contender and uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't be. John, what did you think about the trade they made Friday before all the bad news hit with uh, Craig Kimbrough going to the Dodgers, AJ Pollock coming back to the white Sox both players expendable to the respective teams, and I think both guys could help. Pollock could be your everyday right fielder. Yeah, it makes sense to me. It seemed like they didn't need a right fielder, and uh, you know, whenever I talked about the White Sox situation, I talked about the fact they needed one more outfielder. I, you know, it would have been better if it was a left-handed batter. You know, Austin Meadows, who just went to the Tigers, they tried for him. That would have made sense. 
I thought Conforto would have made sense. I think they talked about him uh, before the lockout, and they just couldn't come to terms. Um, and now we don't know what's going on with Conforto. He still doesn't have a job. But, you know, the the, the one criticism I have about the – no no team is perfect is they're very heavily right-handed. But, I mean, obviously a lot of great players, you know, terrific, terrific hitters. They should score a ton of runs. But uh, it would be nice to have a little more balance in that lineup. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, um, you know, I think, John, when we think about the the White Sox, they are supposed to be a contender. And I'm not saying they're not anymore with uh, with Lynn on the shelf, but that hurts, and it's going to take a couple of months. And, and it was interesting to hear him say that it was in the exact same spot that bothered him last year. Um, and, and I know you can't tell someone to have surgery, but – was that not examined? Didn't they do something in the in the postseason physical? I don't know. I mean, shouldn't that yeah, have been addressed? I don't know. No? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to say. I'm not a doctor. I just want to play one, so I, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it's not optimal, obviously, that this comes up now and this late. Um, it's good that he'll be back uh, sometime in the first half, all positive there, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's been an attrition throughout baseball in, in terms of the pitching. Some of that may have to do with the short um, spring training. I mean, obviously the Mets with DeGrom out. You've got McCullough still out with Houston. Um, you've got pitchers out all over the league. And uh, it's it's unfortunate that they, they're still the favorite. Uh, I think they're a pretty strong favorite in that division. Detroit is much improved. I yeah. think Kansas is going to be great eventually. Not yet. You know, Minnesota, for me, they got a great offense. I still have to see it on the pitching side of it. So I I, I don't see them beating out the uh, the White Sox. But I would say Detroit is the threat. I mean, they were pretty good in the second half last year. I mean, adding Erod and Baez and now Meadows, um, you know, they're they're pretty tough. I think they, they – sh- I've seen predictions where they're still below 500. I, I think they're going to be a better than 500 team. John, you had the tweet of the weekend in the baseball world when you pointed out that the A's had the highest payroll in baseball in 1991 with $33 million, the very same number it is today. So nice job tweeting that. The question is, after unloading Sean Manaya to the Padres, is Frankie Montas going to be next? And how quickly? And are the White Sox still part of those conversations? Yeah, I mean, I do think that Montas will be dealt at some point. I mean, it appears they're going to go into the season with him. I, they have to have somebody throw the ball. I mean, I, I don't know what they have without him. Um, he is extremely talented, on the rise, plus two years to go. So the price will be more than double for him than it was for Manaya. Um, you heard the White Sox more connected with Manaya, but, you know, I think any contending team's going to be in on Montas. Uh, just a terrific young pitcher. So um, I do think he'll be dealt. Um, it looks likely that it will be in the season, maybe at the deadline. Um, and certainly the White Sox will be involved. Um, Johnny Cueto, anything left in the tank there, John? And I heard yeah, you, I, I saw you mention yeah. the May 15th is the time when you, you got to have him up or you got to let him go. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen him throw, but last year, as they said, an average league average pitcher, 100 ERA plus. So, I mean, he's clearly the best guy left on the board. You know, I know some contending teams weren't looking at him for whatever reason. He got mostly offers from uh, non-contenders, and uh, he waited for someone who was going to be a, a contender and took that, which is, I think that's a good sign. I mean, he's a great competitor. You know, if he's about as good as he was last year, that, that should work. Uh, I'm still in his mid-30s not as old as 30, so definitely worth the risk, in my opinion. John, with the Cubs, uh, Jan Gomes was talking about how he had a conversation with Wilson Contreras saying, hey, I'm not here to take your job, but the speculation will increase that he's there to be the primary catcher, maybe Wilson Contreras, he's going to DH, and certainly there's going to be trade conversations that have been reported here. I think Bruce Levine said that uh, the Padres and Yankees had had some talks with Wilson about Wilson Contreras. Are you hearing that he is somebody likely to be moved? What does the future hold for Wilson Contreras? I'm not really hearing that. I give Bruce Levine credit, but I, I do think that it's logical uh, with a year to go. He's a free agent after the year that Contreras uh, probably will be traded if he can't be extended. So, I mean, obviously you've got two starting catchers on a team that's, you know, uh, maybe a contender, maybe not. So, I mean, I think I would look at the deadline depending on how they're doing. 
if they're not in the race, I would do. I would expect that he he dealt somewhere, and certainly he could help a lot of teams. I mean, you know, there's only one Real Mudo and one Sal Perez and one Will Smith. You know, there's only a few teams that have a better catcher than Wilson Contreras. So, I mean, he could probably help 25 out of the 29 other teams. So, I would certainly think that it's a good chance he'll be traded and they'll get something pretty good for him when he is dealt. You know, it, it was really sad to see uh, the White Sox uh, lose Garrett Crochet to a knee injury. Uh, I'm sorry, Tommy John surgery. And um, and you look at a guy like that and you think, man, you know, that's going to really set him back in terms of uh, the dream of getting into the rotation for a guy like that. It's, you know, it probably pushes that idea back moving forward. Well, you know, we saw what happened when Nick Madrigal got hurt last year. They ended up dealing him to the Cubs uh, with Hoyer for uh, for Kimbrell, and now they've gotten rid of Kimbrell. Is there a chance Crochet could be a guy that you trade with a bad uh, – uh, with a guy who just had Tommy John surgery? If you're a team like Oakland who knows you're going to lose, would you would that be something that would appeal to them to be a centerpiece of a trade? Yeah, I mean, anybody's eligible traded. We saw Madrigal get traded last year when he was hurt, so anything's possible. But, uh, you know, I don't recall uh, any Tommy John guys getting traded while they're just – or just after their surgery. I mean, the surgery is very, very successful, has a very high success rate, and he's certainly extremely talented. You know, I, I don't think it's a great idea to trade a talented pitcher at this point, even if you've got to wait a year for him to come back. So, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that it's likely. They certainly could get a lot for him if they did trade him. But, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't think so. I, I know they like him a lot. Right. Whether he's a starter or a reliever, he can come back a little quicker as a reliever probably. But, uh, you know, this year is uh, gone. John, since the lockout ended, there's been a flurry of free agent signings and trades. And when you look at this crazy compressed offseason that the last month has become, Who's improved the most? What team has, has taken advantage of the players out there and either signed the right mix or made the right trade to put themselves in a position they weren't in a month ago? Yeah, I mean, I you know, overall, I would say through the winter, if you count the whole winter, I think that the Mets, uh, the Rangers, uh, the Blue Jays, uh, the Tigers um, have improved the most. I do think the Braves had a very good offseason. Uh, getting Olsen to make up for the loss of Freeman and then adding Kenley Jansen. Obviously, the Dodgers did well getting Freeman to make up for the loss of Seager. And, uh, you know, I like what the Giants did. I always like what they do. Uh, they do a great job. Once again, they're not predicted to be that great, but I would take the over on the Giants. They seem to know what they're doing. Um, so, I mean, those would be my biggest winners probably of the off season. I mean, obviously, a lot of teams made – Huge moves and spent a lot of money. Nobody spent more than the Rangers and the Mets, so they've got to be among the winners. Rangers still need more pitching, and the Mets have the pitching questions right now with uh, Scherzer uncertain for opening day and DeGrom out for two months at least, Um, and that hurts because he's the best pitcher in the game. We know the Sox are going to have to deal with these injuries and they're going to have to get their act together at some point. And hopefully the the hitting will carry the pitching in the first half like like the hitting or the – Pitching carried the hitting last year. But what about the Cubs? When you look at that team, do you see a team, if everything went right, that could actually contend in their division? Do you think they're too far away? How do you, uh, how do you break down that particular roster? They've, they've got some issues with pitching as well. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a little behind St. Louis and Milwaukee. Uh, those look like the two best teams in that division. Um, I could see... Chicago, I would say the Cubs are probably third best. Um, obviously, there's an extra team making the playoffs, but looking at the National League, it's it's pretty tough. I mean, if you pick six teams, the six top teams, you you probably have to leave out uh, either San Diego, San Francisco, or or uh, Philadelphia now, um, right. as it stands. So it's the uh, National League is pretty stacked. Um, I wouldn't rule it out. You know, they're not a Pittsburgh or Baltimore or something like that. Um, you know, they can easily be 500 or better. Uh, but, uh, you know, to me, they, they're unlikely. I mean, I don't want to throw a damper on things. I mean, I would say I wouldn't pick them for the playoffs. But, uh, you know, they're good enough where you could say they have a shot at it. John, before we let you go, do you have a thought on what Tom Ricketts uh, 
that the family's interest in being part of the group that purchases Chelsea uh, in London? Do you think that was something that uh, Cubs fans should be concerned about, or is that just, hey, this is it's their money and it has been done before with professional sports and no big deal? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been on here many times uh, saying the same thing. I, I'm concerned uh, for the Cubs. I, I don't think they spend enough considering their revenue. Uh, I, I think that uh, they should spend more. You know, we're always on Oakland, which is they're re- being ridiculous with their spending. And obviously Cincinnati had a big fire sale. But, I mean, the Cubs' revenues are rather large. And uh, I don't think that their spending is commensurate with it, with their revenues. Uh, with the soccer team or not. So, you know, I would be concerned generally if I'm a Cubs fan. Great stuff, John. Always a joy to catch All up right. with you. Appreciate it's it. Thanks, my John. My pleasure. Have a great season. All right, Good buddy. Luck, Mully. I'm worried for you. <laughs> that had to be music to the ears of Cubs fans when you hear a big-time baseball writer saying that one of your teams, in this case the Cubs, need to spend more. Every Cubs fan pumping, yeah, they need to spend more. So John Heyman on with Mully and Hall yesterday. Heyman, by the way, I saw on Twitter, is going to the New York Post. We'll be writing a baseball column for those guys, so great to have Heyman on the Mully and Haw Show as always. When we come back, the highs and lows of the Chicago Bulls from last night, and is anybody not rooting for Tiger Woods? It's all coming up on Score Overnight on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 